sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion, pursuing our dreams of field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. All right, we're going to swing for the fence here. It's uh, pretty early in the morning, sitting here with uh, my chiropractor, <laughs> Dr. Tom, man. Thanks for coming over and sitting down with me. I've had a a pretty, in my opinion, a pretty unique experience as of late. You know, when I decided to walk into Trailhead, there was a little bit of skepticism, right? Because when you look at chiropractic treatment, you don't... It, trailhead is not what you think of, right? It, it's just not. It was, it was, and and maybe it is for some people, right? Maybe that's their only experience. But for me, I was used to those manual manipulations and it was more aches and pains, right? That's what I assumed we were solving or attempting to solve. And that hasn't worked, right? It, it just hasn't worked for me. So trailhead and then boom i was like oh my goodness this is very very interesting and to see the progress and the sustained progress and improvement i'm like man i gotta ask you guys to jump on the podcast because i think it's so valuable for everyone but you know hunters mountain hunters especially in terms of their mobility and their well-being on the mountain so i want to get into all that so let's do a little bit of intro i'll let you talk about yourself a little bit and then tell us your hunting background which is super cool and then we'll go from there. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm Dr. Tom, Children Chiropractic here in Glenwood Springs. A little bit about myself. Let's see, my wife and I are both chiropractors, along with my sister and her husband. We all work in the same practice. My wife and I also own another practice in Grand Junction, Colorado. We, all four of us, grew up in, in Wisconsin. Uh, we all went to Palmer College of Chiropractic after undergrad in Davenport, Iowa. Uh, that's where we met our significant others. And we just fell in love with Colorado, spent some time in Durango and just decided I, I couldn't go back to, couldn't go back to Wisconsin. Great place to be from, but I love Colorado. Heck yeah. <laughs> so, so why chiropractic? What was the, what was the draw to yeah. that for you? So for me, that's a, actually a really fun story. When I was a little kid, my father was a forester back in Wisconsin. And so instead of paying for daycare, he'd just take me to work with them. And it was great. You know, I'd ride around the truck all day with, with dad and then walk through the woods all day. And I noticed, you know, it was like beginning of the week, I could never keep up with him. I mean, I was, you know, seven, eight, nine years old. I couldn't keep up with him. Midweek, I was out in front of him. Thursdays, he always had a chiropractic appointment. And on Friday, I couldn't keep up with him. And, you know, like I said, seven, eight, nine years old or something, I was like, man, I don't know what the heck that guy does. It's really weird. He pushes on my dad, but then he fixes him. Uh, <laughs> and I just, I was like, I'm going to be a chiropractor, you know? And that was like, I don't know what, fourth, fifth grade or something. And the more I looked into it, the more I realized it, it wasn't just aches and pains. And there's so much more to it. To this day, the more I learn, the more I, I love chiropractic. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. We're going to dive into it because, man, <laughs> aches and pains was what I thought. So so talk a little bit. Have you have you been hunting all your life or is that something that you fell into or how does uh, that look? Yeah, no, I've uh, I've been hunting all my life. You know, I got my first BB gun when I was six years old. Got a mounted chipmunk on my wall right now from the day I got my BB gun. And then, yeah, in Wisconsin at the time, I think it was 12. You couldn't couldn't hunt until you were 12. Mm -hmm. Hunt with an actual gun until you're 12. But I've been hunting ever since I was 12 years old. We've got a cabin up in northern Wisconsin. Not to say there's any deer there, but we try. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've been mainly whitetail hunting most of my life since I've been in Colorado. You know, I've got into mule deer and elk and a little bit of mountain lion as well. No success there yet. But so mountain lion with hounds or spot and stalk or kind of glass and with hounds. Okay. That's that is something to witness right when those dogs catch track yeah. it yeah. is something else so what when you first started the western hunting were you like whoa way different yeah and i knew it was going to be different and i was really excited for it because i tell everybody we left wisconsin because instead of a sedentary beer drinking lifestyle we wanted an active beer drinking lifestyle <laughs> uh, you know and wisconsin hunting is just sitting a deer stand and twiddle your thumbs man oh man so i was excited for something different i knew it was going to be different but it it took me a year or two to 
just, I mean, it's, it's not that if you know what you're doing, you know, you, you know what you're doing. You stay right, in shape. Right. You know, it's, it, it's funny because I, I give my back East down South brethren a, a world of, sh- for, you know, for sitting in a stand and yeah. not being mobile. And we went down to Texas. Oh, seems like it's been two years ago now. And I've never sat a stand, even going with my boy. And man, I got in that stand and I'm like, this is next level. There is something special about being able to sit in a stand for 12, 13 hours. I think the first day, dude, I lasted maybe, maybe four or five hours. I was down moving around like there's no way. Right. And you're sitting up on this platform and and it's so restrictive in terms of where you're at and the animals were hunting. You know, they're always, you know, kind of wired to look up and around and I had groups of animals come in and you can see them from the distance look right at the stand and you're perfectly still and I'm like damn they know it's here yeah right so so everything about it you know the contrast is is crazy but there's a level of something that it takes maybe not the physicality mentally it's a grind an absolute grind man so favorite western animal thus far Thank you. I was going to have to, didn't want to have to kick Doc out. <laughs> it could be the room though. He's looking around going, I better answer this shit right. Okay. So we don't typically think of chiropractic as something for our overall health, right? And a lot of what we see when it comes to preparation for season is a lot of, a lot of fitness, be it lifting weights, doing rucks, you know, CrossFit type exercises, but there's a whole aspect of chiropractic that, in my opinion, after experiencing this for the last two and a half months, that we should be talking about in terms of our season prep and even moving into season and, and you know, continuing to utilize that to have a very productive season. So why don't you talk about that overall place for chiropractic in our health? And then we'll get into the, the nervous system aspects of it. And there's just so much. <laughs> yeah, this could be honestly... I- hours and hours yeah no deep dive but to to keep it you know as short and sweet as we as we need it to like you said most people do think of chiropractic as just like you know neck pain back pain headaches or something that's what it has evolved to since insurance companies decided that in the 1920s 1920s and 30s prior to that it actually really had nothing to do with neck pain or back pain chiropractic is not a mechanistic healing art chiropractic is like you said about the nervous system the nervous system is all controlling every other system in your body is controlled by the nervous system right respiratory system cardiovascular system digestive system reproductive system all of it and that's what chiropractic is about is increasing uh, that communication from your nervous system to the rest of the body so the body functions optimally you know so yes does that mean that neck pain and back pain and headaches go away yeah it absolutely does but it also means that your immune system is better because your immune system is controlled by the nervous system, right? It, it also means that your digestion works better, right? It also means that you have faster reflexes. There's a lot of research on all of this stuff. And so it's all about getting that, that, that message that the brain sends to the rest of the body through the spinal cord out. And a lot of people, you know, like I said, again, think that it's, it's this neck pain and back pain because the insurance companies in the 20s and 30s, but chiropractors have fallen into that. And I think it's a lot of, because I think it's mostly because they don't know how to communicate it. It's not, it's not just neck pain and back pain. It's it, And it's almost a step off of Western medicine, right? I mean, if you, generally speaking, if you look at Western medicine, it is give you this, handle the symptom, and there's no real correction, so to speak, right? So with me trying to relate this to myself and looking around, it's like, okay, this is, this is stepping as it just sounds odd to say it that way. This is holistic or, you know, for the lack of a better word or understanding, medicinal to to a point, I guess. And not in tradition. I don't even know what traditional Western medicine is anymore because it's just treating a symptom of something and not getting to the root cause. And that's really what my experience has been with trailhead is like, oh, this is a root cause thing, right? So I have this pain. That would be what I'm, I'm trying to learn all this stuff as I've been coming in there. So I thoracic, I think that would be T six or seven is where my main pain was between the scapula and my off there. 
in the right area. And so I have this pain. It radiates. So everybody understands that it's radiating from the center of my back, my spinal, and it's going primarily right. No tingling, no nothing like that, just a radiating pain. Well, then I'm looking at this chart and there's, and this is, this was what really got me, right? As I'm looking at the chart and you're looking at all these nerves, where they run, what they control, your, your tongue, your eyes, your pancreas, your gallbladder. So then I started looking at parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system, how that works and trying to combine all this. So this ache and this, this ache I have in my ride, that's not the only problem, right? I mean, that nerve being pinched, that pinch causing inflammation, what else is that affecting in terms of internal processes and organs and things like that when you feel that up and down that column? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in between every single vertebrae of your spine, you have, you know, a set of nerves that come out and they control, you know, the, the muscles and the skin in that area and even like down your arms and your legs as well. But like you said, those nerves also supply vital organs to your survival. You know, so if you're talking upper thoracic, I mean, yeah, heart and lungs. I mean, you know, the most important thing we're hunters, right? We know that, (laughs) you know, and if you're talking, you know, lumbar spine, low back, you know, somebody dealing with low back pain. Well, those nerves also go to uh, your digestive tract, your urinary tract, your reproductive organs. All of those things can be affected. And we see people in our office for issues with all these symptoms. Some of them walk in specifically for that, that symptom, you know, that deals with the digestion or reproduction or urinary tract. But a lot of people like you walk in because they have a pain and then all of a sudden, this other thing disappears that they were like, what? That's not even what I'm here for. Right. What's that got to do with chiropractic? Exactly. Uh, and and it's, it's as simple as it's controlled by the nerves. So I'm going to rewind this because I got into that whole Western versus. So how would you describe, how would you describe it when it, when, because mine was butchering it. I just don't, at this point, I don't see it as a Western medicine practice per se. Chiropractic? Yeah. Oh, no, no, by no. Western medicine, it's really really good at traumatic injuries really that that's pretty much where it stops right that makes Um, complete sense we have the best emergency care on the planet here in the u.s by far you know if you if you get into a car accident you better hope it's in the united states right (laughs) but if you're diagnosed with a some sort of chronic disease whether that be you know, Crohn's disease or diverticulitis or heart issues, lung issues. I mean, heck, even anxiety and depression, like so rampant in our society. Now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the U.S. doesn't have, just doesn't have it. Right. Like you said, it's all about treating the symptom. Right. You know, and nobody, I mean, if you really think about it, which a lot of people don't, you don't have back pain or headaches because you have a lack of the nutrient Tylenol in your system. Like that's, <laughs> that's not an issue, right? Like we can admit that. Right. It's just covering up the symptom, which I think we all know deep down, it's just become such a norm in our society, you know, and same thing goes with, you know, digestion. It's not a lack of medication, anxiety. You don't, nobody has a lack of anxiety medication. Like it's not, that's not the issue. Thank you. What, what, what do we see as a major cause of, of subluxations or those misalignments in that vertebrae causing those pinches? Yeah, absolutely. And that's all over the place. Yeah. Right? yeah. So subluxation, just to give a brief overview, is when a, a two or more bones, uh, vertebrae of the spine shift out of alignment and put pressure on the nerve that exits between them. Okay. That's a subluxation. That's what we're talking about, this nerve interference between the brain and the body. Uh, and what causes them? Uh, chiropractors call it thoughts, traumas, toxins. More commonly, you'll hear referred to as physical, chemical, and emotional stress. For example, physical, that's broken up into big and little. We all know car accidents are bad for us, right? I mean, you're carrying an elk out of the woods and you slip on a rock like that, that that's going to hurt. Then also, you know, those, those minor traumas. A lot of people are sitting at desks. Sitting in a desk for 20 years is a trauma. That adds up big time, right? They say sitting is the new smoking. And then we're looking at, so that's physical stress, uh, emotional stress, bad thoughts, bad health. We all know somebody that can think themselves into a sickness, right? That That's a thing. And by the way, if you can think yourself into a sickness, could you think yourself into Out of it, right. Right? Your thoughts play a huge role. Honestly, the people that come into my office that are crabby, or just kind of mean people, they don't heal as well. Do they last? No. Because that's one thing. I mean, that's the cool thing. For me, it was it was pretty nice. 
you know, you lay on the table, you get, you, you relax for a sec. Doctor comes in and, you know, what are you grateful for today? Right? Like, like just, just hearing somebody ask you to express your gratitude for me, it was like, okay, I already, I know what you guys are doing. Like, cause that's just, that's where I'm at all the time. Right? Like I'm grateful for my, you know, I hate saying that word cause it's so never mind. <laughs> I'm grateful for the traumas I see every day, right? Whatever, whatever that is, whatever I have to go through, that's just a win on the day. It's just another hurdle for me to try and, you know, get over and then boom, win on the other side of that. So it was like, oh, this is awesome. So it puts you in that mindset of, oh, I got to think along these lines while I'm on the table. And I'm like, that's ingenious because you can't stress out if you're thinking about what you're grateful for, what you're happy about, or what, you know, brought light to your day. And I'm like, okay, this, this might work out. Cause I'm, like I said, I was a little bit skeptical at first. <laughs> and then the process, which we'll get into a little bit, the process of it and, and understanding that, that there's part of that, that is frequency as well. Right. So I'm like, this is crazy. So I'm operating on my frequency. Then they're coming in and offering their frequency, right. In terms of positivity we'll say and then the treatment aspect of it is is partially based on frequency i'm like how can this be wrong so i was a little bit maybe like two and a half three weeks in i was a little bit not skeptical but like i started to i'll over examine it piss out of stuff <laughs> and i'm like and I'm, I'm wondering if it's a little bit of you know air quote placebo because i'm just in tune with their messaging and how I want to be as a person, how much do you think that that really, I mean, it goes back to what you said, right? Is, is that positive, you know, thinking yourself into better health? How much of that do you think plays a role in it? I think it's a large part. I really do. I mean, chiropractic, it works, you know, it, oh, absolutely. It, it, it always works when administered correctly, but at the same time, you know, not to get too weird about it, but you have to be open to that change. Right. You know, and it, placebo is, it's an interesting word that Western medicine has used yes. to, to describe really thinking yourself into health. Right. What they can't explain. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What they can't explain. And the fact that you use frequency, that was really impressive. We could go down a rabbit hole there. Yeah, we can. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, if, like I said, crappy people, they just, they just don't, they don't heal. You know, you can give somebody every, uh, you know, I use prescription in air quotes to not just include medications, but every prescription under the sun to, to, to help them heal. But it, if they're not willing, it's not as likely that they're going to. Right. It's definitely going to still help, but they're just, it's just not as likely. And you're right. When it, you know, when it comes to frequency, I mean, that, that that's really what, that's really what our reality is. I mean, your reality is a perception of what happens around you. And we're all made up of really just space mm -hmm. and energy is what it comes down to. I mean, if you look at a, an atom, I mean, it's, you know, what makes up literally everything around us, including you and I, it, it's mostly just space with movement is what it comes down to. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm a full on, I wouldn't even have you here if I didn't believe it at this point. <laughs> I mean, just the, just the improvement in mood, right. That I've noticed, I think that when was my first, so that was 10 weeks. I just had my second one. So that's another, so yeah, it's been about, it's been about three months now. Yeah. Yeah. It's been about, yeah, it's been about three months. Right. And, and the mood improvement was, was fairly noticeable. I think within like maybe four or five weeks. And, and at first I just kind of equated that to this pain is gone and this one isn't keeping me up at night. Mm -hmm. But then it is there. It feels like there's more than that too. There is. Okay. There hit is. me with it. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're absolutely right. A lot of people, it's an improvement in their mood because the pain is gone, right? Pain makes us crabby. Whether that be again, back pain or digestion pain or anxiety, whatever pain makes, makes us unhappy, but there's another aspect to it. And you hit it on it earlier and it's parasympathetic versus sympathetic nervous systems. You have, you have, two separate arms of your of your nervous system one is the gas pedal and one is the brake or if you've heard rest and digest versus fight or flight mm -hmm. right 
And in our office, we're really focused on adjusting subluxations that are affecting the parasympathetic nerves because they, 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 they turn down the parasympathetic nervous system, which is kind of like letting your foot off the brake. Right. And we want the foot on the brake a little bit. We have these nervous systems for a, a very real reason and it's survival. And, you know, thousands of years ago and even hundreds of years ago, it was very necessary. I mean, people tried to kill us. There were, you know, animals, animals run away right. from saber tooth tigers, you know, <laughs> right. you needed to take all of the energy. If you're running from a bear, how much of the energy in your body do you want to use? The answer should be hundred percent, right? Right. Like you want to use all the energy. But that takes away from the energy that's going to your digestion, to your immune system, right? right. To your cardiovascular, like, like it, it's taking away energy from somewhere. It doesn't just appear out of thin air. And that's the sympathetic nervous system. That's the gas pedal. But in today's society, we don't have these life-threatening situations as often as we do non-life-threatening situations such as financial stress or family stress or what have you. And the body still perceives it as a life-threatening stress. And so it puts you into that sympathetic response. And that is going to, that's going to mess with your mood. It really, really is. And so if we can stimulate those parasympathetic nerves and allow your body to relax, just be at ease, allow that healing to take place, whether that be physical or emotional healing, it's going to improve your mood. It absolutely is. I didn't, I didn't, think about it along those lines it was it was again more that i knew there was more to it than just the pain going away and having a good night's sleep because i don't have you know that low back pain but that's pretty interesting so so explain parasympathetic parasympathetic would, would be as much as as easy as explaining as one side of that sympathetic is making your mouth salivate the glands salivate um parasympathetic it slows or stops that right is that or is it vice versa? I'm going to put it more into like the one that we'll all understand, just heartbeat, right? If you if you see a threat, your heart is going to start beating super, super fast. That's your sympathetic nervous system. It is pumping all, it wants to pump all the blood, all the oxygen to your muscles to get ready for a fight or a flight, right? Parasympathetic is going to calm your heart rate down. When you're sitting on the couch, there's no need for your heart to be going 150 beats per minute. If it does, there's an issue, right? Or you're watching something you probably shouldn't be watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how does that affect us? How does that affect us overall, right? In the mountains, having that control on both sides of that well-balanced system on, on both sides, how does that affect us as hunters? Yeah. That, I mean, in so many ways and the, the control and the balance is what you said. That's key. Like you don't want to only be in parasympathetic either because then you're not going to be able to get your body ramped up when there is a fight. Right. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to have that balance. You should be able to switch back and forth between these effectively. So how does it help us in the mountains? Well, aside from what everybody's going to think, you know, m- mechanistically, you are less likely, you know, to, to get injured because you're under chiropractic care, you are more likely to be able to push your body further. But then even just going into like, like I said, immune system, you're less likely to get sick, right? And nobody wants to be sick during archery season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> That's when you start uh, popping the pills <laughs> and worrying about symptoms. <laughs> and then it reflexes is honestly where that that's where most of it comes in. There's a lot of research that shows that chiropractic care increases the speed of your reflexes because again we're talking about the nervous system the brain sending a message down the spinal cord out the nerves to the muscles the muscles sending a message back right and that communication happening that's how reflexes work and there like i said there's so much research on on chiropractic care and increasing reflexes and so that's why the military is seriously getting into chiropractic care because if anybody needs reflexes it's those guys right right but then to bring it back to our level obviously our job isn't as important, but we like to have fun and just having those reflexes both for when the animal is in front of you. But then also, I mean, we're walking on rocky terrain over logs up and down mountains. Like you, if your reflexes are faster, you are less likely to, you know, fall down and get injured because you're more likely to catch yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and just being, just having that, that control between that, that sympathetic and parasympathetic, you know, you, you might be a little bit faster with your shot. Maybe you won't get as much buffer. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if there's a way we can control that, I know a few guys that, that could use some help. Yep. That would be pretty interesting. 
uh, I'm sure there is some level of, of, you know, fitness, we'll say, both physically and mentally when it comes to that control. Because I know guys that are rock solid and in really good shape and go a little bit on the on the adrenal side of things, adrenaline side of things. And then I, and it, maybe there isn't a correlation, but then I've seen guys that are out of shape, we'll say, that they just totally, they they can't, they can't function in that window of time, which is usually less than a few seconds, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's a correlation to it. Oh, there absolutely is. I mean, somebody that's, that's in shape and healthy is taking care of their body better than somebody that's not. And that doesn't mean just chiropractic care. I mean, if you're eating healthier, you're, you're going to be, you're obviously going to be healthier. If you're exercising, not only is that going to increase you know your physical capability, but also as we know, your mental capability, like you, exercise is good for your mental health. And I think there absolutely is a correlation. I mean, it just comes down to people that take care of themselves and people that don't. What explain, okay, let's talk a little bit. I don't know that we, that we really, we talked about it, but let's talk about the pathway and the blockage with the subluxation and, and those nerves firing. Cause you, you brought it up a little bit, but I would like to talk about that clear pathway and that communication with those nerves and the, <clears throat> excuse me, and the brain and that messaging back. Yes. What you, can you be more specific? What exactly do you want me to get on? We, we, you know, talked a little bit about that subluxation, pinching down, causing inflammation. Well, that is blocking that messaging, right? At that, whatever that point is, is blocking the messaging to the brain. The brain doesn't know that there's a, or the body doesn't know that there's a blockage down there after time, right? It just started, your body starts to just deal with the compensation piece of it. And maybe I'm explaining it or asking it wrong. So, so I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do my best. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bad fucking question. <laughs> I, I, no, I think I know where you're going. You get a subluxation, right? That, okay, so let's just go back to, I'm going to give an example. Okay, so somebody is, let's say, on the basketball court. We hear about, you know, ACL injuries all the time. An ACL injury happens, you know, you say you come to an abrupt stop on the court, right? You have what's called Golgi tendon organs, these cells in your joint that sense the pressure or tension within a joint. And they'll send a message as soon as they sense that to the brain, along the nerves, through the spinal cord, up the back, up the neck, into the brain. The brain says, okay, here's what we need to do. And it sends a message back. And it tells the leg, lock all the muscles up and protect the joint. But if there's an interruption for a millisecond between the knee and the brain, and then back again. Well, now we're talking about a delayed message, and it really only takes a couple of milliseconds, and the muscles don't lock up. All that pressure is put on the ACL, snap. Oof. Right? And so, that again, that's that's what we're talking about with injury. You know, all these professional sports teams, they, they don't have chiropractors on staff to help with injuries. They have chiropractors on staff because people are, get injured less often. Right. So then, you know, say that that subluxation that prevented that message from happening is at L5, the lowest bone in your spine. There will be compensations. And it's not necessarily that the body forgets that it's there. The body is incredibly intelligent. I mean, it's 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 weird. Like you you get a cut on your finger, it heals itself. Mm. Like that's you know, how does it do that? Right. It's your body isn't it has an intelligence to it. Wherever you think that comes from. I'm not getting into that debate, uh, but it, you have to admit it's there, right? Right. There's organization. And so let's say that that subluxation, that misalignment is at L5. The body does know it's there and it attempts to work its way around that and find a different way to get that message. Usually it ends up taking longer, but then you get compensations, right? If L5, There it is. That's what that's, this is what I was going after there. So if L5 is subluxated, you know, the, the, again, the bottom bone of the spine, it's like, or sacrum, even lower than that. It, that's the foundation. Every single vertebrae stacks on top of that. And so it's like the foundation of your house. If the foundation is off, Everything is shit up top going to be going to be correct? No, it's not. So you get right. these compensations, you know, and if L5 is tweaked to the right, you're not going to walk around crooked all day. You have what's called a writing reflex. Your eyes always have to be level with the horizon for you to operate or function. And so then there's a compensation to try and bring that back. And then there's another compensation. And based on the research I've seen, there's usually 10. 
Wow. Or on average, 10, right. I should say. 10 that... compensations for every primary subluxation. And so a lot of times then these compensations cause issues, right? And then we're like, oh, well, I've got, you know, X, Y, Z pain. And a good chiropractor will definitely examine that area. But just because you have pain there doesn't mean they're going to adjust there because there might be a primary underlying issue that's actually causing that. That That's... So you answer, you pulled the, the answer of to my question out of that bad question somehow. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good thing. <laughs> That's the interesting part, right? Is because you, you lay down on the table and it's like, okay, I'm hurting here. And it's like, do you know what you're doing? Because you never touched that area. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes, it, it's like, you just have to trust the process, right? Because you're laying there and you're going, well, it still hurts, you know? And that was like with the wife, right? When I told her, hey, you're going, like you're going to experience this. And she'd come home and she'd be like, well, they didn't even focus on the thing. And I'm like, look, you just got to trust the process. You got to understand, just look at what they're doing. Look at what they're telling you and you'll start to get it. And I think, I think she's getting it now. She definitely, she actually, you know, when she first came in, I call, I think I told you that I call her, she's always at her desk. So her Quasimodo, on on her neck there where it's kind of round. Yeah. And that's been hugely alarming for me the last couple of years. Just seeing like the amount of pain that she gets from it and not wanting that to progress any further. Yeah. But I've seen it. I don't know if she has noticed it as much as I have, but I've seen her kind of correct a little bit in terms of that area. And that's not as we'll call it a quasi now and not a quasi moto. <laughs> She just tells me, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but it's funny because she'll she'll go, babe, my head is killing me. My quasi hurts. <laughs> and I'm like, get off the desk, man. Get off the desk. Yes, she doesn't listen very often. So <laughs> unless I tell her we were talking mess about her. I'll just blame you. Okay. <clears throat> but I've seen a difference in her. So so for me to feel what I felt and then to see it in her. And then to, like I said, watch her kind of, you know, have, have this thing to where she's not stacking, so to speak, lack of a better word, to where this is like, I think it's somewhere in here now. Uh, before it was almost like bulbous almost. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Want to rep the outdoor lifestyle off the mountain? Pack em Out Apparel, the clothing line that's more than just trophies and filling freezers. At Pack em Out, they believe in making memories that last a lifetime. Whether you're packing out a bull or preparing for a family adventure, a lifestyle brand that understands the importance of family, faith, and friends. Every time we head out, it's about creating cherished memories. At Pack em Out Apparel, the brand stands for honor, integrity, and a genuine passion for the wild. Check them out at packemout.com. Three weeks after me, I think. Something that yeah, so- something in there. Yeah, something like that. I think she had, I think she had her first assessment. Yeah, so, she had. yeah. So she's yeah, she should be seven or eight weeks. I've seen a difference in it. So it's been it's been pretty impressive. What one of the things that I noticed, and maybe you can explain it a little bit, was in my rucking mm-hmm. is my gait opened up and it's less painful when I'm going uphill. And that was one of the things that was driving me crazy was my gait up for some reason uphill with weight. And typically I'm rucking with 45 in, and my gait going uphill was so limited. Mm-hmm. It was frustrating limited, right? But that was the only way that I can kind of stay, you know, at least somewhat stacked with having that much weight. I got to compensate for it a little bit, but where cause and effect of the, of that limited gait and how is that corrected through the manipulations the way you guys do it yeah Yeah, so there's when we're talking about something like that there's both a mechanistic and a vitalistic like to it mechanistically i mean if somebody's got low back pain you know say that's even shooting on their legs sciatica you know nerve issues that that, that's gonna obviously affect the gait so mechanistically yes yes. you know remove remove the pain that gait's gonna improve Uh, but then vitalistically Again, it comes back to communication. If you, it, it, takes it takes a lot, a lot of communication, communication, even though you, you don't think about it, right. it takes a lot of communication between your brain and your legs just, just to walk. Yeah, I mean, just, just all the different muscles have to fire at the exact specific time. 
and recognize what the other ones are doing. And, you know, you step on a rock you didn't expect or slight trip. Like, it's a lot of communication. Uh, and if we can clear up that communication, you know, and make sure everything is functioning optimally, yeah, it's, it's going to improve. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's something else. So, all right. I want, and I want people to understand it before we, you know, we haven't talked about it at all because you guys do not, I shouldn't say it that way. You guys limit your amount of manual manipulation to those subluxations, right? And that's kind of what I expected going in. I, I never forget. So I come in, I go in for my consultation. You know, you get to, you, you, you come back in, yay or nay, you know, you want to try this out and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, this thing is killing me. And I lay on the table and I'm waiting. To, yeah. <laughs> right. And it's click, click. So talk about that process a little bit. I get it now, but why that process? When you decided to open a practice, why did you say that this is the way we're going to do it? This is primary. And then those manual manipulations are maybe secondary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So nothing against manual adjustments so i'm gonna correct you we got to use the term adjustments and manipulation okay. it's a western medicine thing <laughs> uh, but nothing against manual adjustments in fact i do enjoy getting one every once in a while i got one last week or two weekends ago nothing against those whatsoever honestly it came down to it, it, th those can be done correctly chiropractors in my opinion a good chiropractor is good because of their analysis more, more so, so than necessarily their adjustment. It comes down to the analysis. analysis and torque release technique, which is the technique that we use in our office, is all about the analysis. Where is the primary subluxation? Right. I'm getting, yeah. I think I'm getting off track here. No, you're not. You're not. I got you. <laughs> Why did I, I choose? Though? Okay. So it came down to a couple of reasons. One, when I was in school, Gonstead is, Gonstead was created, it's a chiropractic technique, super famous. Created in Wisconsin. Everybody in Wisconsin practices in Wisconsin. Not everybody, but you know, you get the picture. Mm -hmm. So I thought I was going to be Gonstead when I went to chiropractic school. And that's why that's when I started practicing while I was there. And I was under chiropractic care, under Gonstead care while I was there. And I actually dealt with really severe low back pain, which didn't have anything to do with why I went to chiropractic school. Just a side note through undergrad and when I first started at chiropractic school. And Gonstead, and again, nothing against it. I think it's a great technique, but just for me, it it wasn't. I'd, I'd feel better for a handful of days. I wasn't making any progress, and I was super skeptical of torque release technique. I was like, what is that? Like, that's not chiropractic. But then I, when I did the research, I was like, okay, it, it is chiropractic. You know, and it actually makes a lot of sense. And my roommate was actually practicing torque release technique. And started addressing me, and it was like, not only did the low back pain go away and stay away, but other just kind of, I don't necessarily want to say symptoms, but oddities started to go away. Right. You know, not that I was like unhealthy and dealing with all these things or anything, but just little stuff. I was like, wow, that's interesting. You know, and again, Gonset is a great technique, but torque release technique worked for me. It worked really well. I got amazing results. And then... The more I started researching it, the more I was like, holy cow, this is so far-reaching. Right. Not only one, you know, part of the decision, honestly, was I wanted to own a business. I love being a chiropractor, but I also wanted to be able to step away from that, you know, and take the whole month of September and go archery hunting in my business. My man. <laughs> so, honestly, part of it was reproducibility for me. Torque release technique because we use an instrument to adjust is completely reproducible. But then also the analysis is just so, it just makes so much sense. And you brought up frequency. It act, the integrator, which is the instrument that we use for torque release technique, it fires at 64 hertz. Now, why is that something to note? Because the human body, when it's dysfunctioning, is in multiples of 64. That's why all tuning forks are multiples of 64. This is something we know. This isn't voodoo, right? Tuning forks are 64, multiples of 64. And when it fires at 64, it's not only is it me mechanistically putting that bone back into place, but it's also sending that 
that nerve a signal, so, right? right? Frequencies are waves. And if you've got a 64 hertz wave going this, this way, put a 64 hertz wave back into it, you can balance it out. So it, it, it's, it's twofold mechanistic and vitalistic. And that really clicked with me. And that made a lot of sense. It, it, people are going to listen and they're going to go, huh? But it, it <laughs> makes, no, you, when you experience it right and, and, you know, I'm sure you figured out by now, like I'm, I will geek out to a point with stuff and I'm looking at it and I'm going, oh, right. And I mean, dude, frequency is everything. It is, it is everything. It is how you are when you wake up in the morning. If you look at it like that, right. That frequency, when your feet hits the ground, that, that first thought, right. You set the frequency for your morning when you decide my feet are hitting the ground, if I'm going to complain or I'm going to smile and welcome the new day. That's, that's how I try to look at the day, right? But then as we carry through the day, whatever the morning started, everything is frequency. It's coming at us from everywhere. What we're putting in, the, what we're listening to. I mean, it's just, it, like, I can't, it's, it almost, folks, some folks will go, oh, this sounds like some hippie shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it can't be overstated, right? Like, it, it just can't be. That's how we're functioning. It, the, the brain and it's firing and those nerves and they're just, it, it's all one. So I won't hit you out too much. I don't lose a few listeners. No, it absolutely is. And I'm, I'm sure you guys are listening to the podcast and you, you know, guys, not a hippie. It doesn't look like it. <laughs> even though, even though some people in my family might describe me as a hippie, I don't think I'm a hippie. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I enjoy whiskey, you know, I'll sit around a campfire and smoke a cigar. I love hunting. Like I am not. A hippie, but guy is right. It is about frequency. Yeah. The best example that I can give to you to just kind of help you see this is you walk in, it's called quantum physics. Okay. There's a name for it now. Science has put a name on it. It's called quantum physics. But if you walk into a room and you have no visual or verbal reason to believe that two people in the room that you just walked into were just, just, just got done with an argument. How do you know that they did? You have that feeling. Right. Ooh, tension. Mm Mm-hmm. Frequency. (laughs) It's not not made up. We all know that. Yeah. Every single one of us. Yep. That's that's frequency. Yeah. Yeah, it's something else. We can... We're sitting here with our Birkenstocks, tie-dye, and granola bowls. (laughs) 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 Oh, and and nothing wrong with the people that function that way with granola or Birkenstocks or tie-dye. No, no offense to you. It's just a very interesting process, right? So, for folks that still haven't processed it, right? This, you know, if you've been a chiropractor, and, and I've heard people, you know, with horrible chiropractic stories in terms of the manual adjustments this is not going relax 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 and then whipping your neck left or right this is that's another thing we didn't talk about that you got to explain to me you're laying on your stomach and everything is done with the integrator and what you hear is basically a loud click for me i've started to kind of Try and tune in when I feel it. That's the best way I can explain it. When I feel where you guys are going after, I really try and tune into that spot so I can, this, this sounds even more fucking hippie, so I can receive that better, right? I, there's no reluctance to being on that spot. It's like, okay, that's where it is. Hone in on it. And there's been a couple times, and I think I told you this, where I have felt when the integrator goes off, I have literally felt that whatever it is, frequency or, you know, I, I have felt it spread and it was like, whoa, that was something else. Oh, it, it's a trip. So I've like, I've full on, I'm full on into it. Right. Cause I'm like, where is, okay. There, only one, the hardest one to deal with, with that is, is up in here. Yeah. That, that one is a little bit harder because it's so pronounced because of all that bone and everything. So that one's a little bit harder for me to tune into for some reason. But talk about, so so no manual, not none, not unless they're, excuse me, absolutely necessary. So you're not getting tweaked and torqued on for the most part. What I still have a hard time wrapping my head around is the Achilles thing. 
right? That part I have struggled with the hardest, right? And, and, you know, I'm sure it's an alignment thing. So just, just for shits and giggles for me, help me with that one a little bit more. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That is a long explanation. So I'll keep it as brief as I can, but basically in our office, when you're on the table, Uh, We use an Achilles reflex to help help us us find where the subluxation is, where the misalignment is. So So just like when you went to the doctor when you were a little kid and they tapped your knee and your your knee kicked the doctor, uh, it's a reflex, right? The Achilles tendon, right, is the longest reflex in the body. So it allows us the longest glimpse, even though it's milliseconds more, into the nervous system. And so basically what we're doing is we're, we're checking that Achilles reflex and then we're communicating with the body and i know that sounds weird but literally it's touch touch is communication right we're we're touching the body basically along the spine the nervous system looking for that subluxation rechecking the reflex we have an entire protocol to find where that primary subluxation is and every pork release office uses the same protocol and it's one of the newest most up to date techniques in chiropractic uh, and continually being updated where am I going with this? But yeah, basically, we're we're checking the reflex, checking the subluxation, going back to the reflex, looking for the changes that we see. You know, there's dozens of things that we're that we're looking for as we're doing this, and I know it looks like much more simplistic than what it. No, 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 no. If you if you even stop for one moment to think that my ankles are being moved and my legs are barely being moved, and they're able to go and. And, I, and whenever it's like spot on, I'm like, how in the hell? So then I'm sitting there puzzled and I'm like, okay, just, you know, get away from that. But it, it's, it's super freaking interesting. You, you wouldn't even thought. And, and so for the folks listening, it's not like they're tapping you with a little rubber, you know, triangle hammer, getting this, this Achilles reflex to jump or, or bounce. It's literally just hands manipulating your, you know, your lower and that's where they're understanding where to go. And it's pretty GD spot on when when it happens. It's like, what in the hell? Yeah, it's it, it's a way to basically take your conscious, conscious. Right, right, and just communicate with your nervous system. Your nervous system, it, 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 it like I said, it's constantly communicating. It has to keep you alive. And we're just we're just tapping into that a little bit because you can't you can't. You can't. Control your reflex, right? Right, and so it's taking out the conscious part of you, and just letting us get to the nervous system. When where, where does the nervous system need work? Where is that subluxation, that misalignment that's causing miscommunication? Yeah, that's what it is. There's got to be a there's got to be a part to it where it's you're actually taking the patient out of the equation, so to speak, right? Because in my head, doing that. There's there's no thought of of tension, right? Like you get those manual adjustments. So there's always this constant thought of tension. So now you're you're laying there, this is happening, and it, and it either you're befuddled or you just have gone numb to it. And you're like, okay, I trust the process. <laughs> like, you know, wait, I, I never want to take a patient out of the equation. It's not something I would ever I'm saying mentally, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, you're, if somebody comes in and, I mean, you, you you kind of hit on this earlier, come in and, oh, I've got pain here. Like, you know, great. Let me look at it. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's where we're going to adjust because that may not be what's best for you. We're so used to, just because of our culture in Western medicine, just telling our doctor what we what we want. Right. I want this pill. Oh, you got the generic version. I want the real one because the commercial told me to. <laughs> By the way, yes. side note, I'm going to go on a tangent here. The United yes. States is one of two countries on that the allow that crazy crap that allows pharmaceutical companies to, to advertise, advertise to consumers. To consumers. Why, Why would you, you ever need to advertise to a consumer? Like, like let the doctor decide what the patient needs, not the patient. So that's the issue that we're dealing with. And then I'm going to go further on this. I get fired up about this. The United States is 6% of the world population. We're consuming 60% of the world's supply of pharmaceuticals. Now, they tell us medications make us healthy. So we should be the healthiest country on the planet. Yeah. 6% of the population taking 60% world supply of pharmaceuticals. That's crazy. There's 32 developed countries on the planet. The World Health Organization ranks them 1 to 32. How healthy is their population? Guess where the U.S. falls? 31st. 32. 
Oh, I was giving us a little bit. <laughs> I was a little bit hopeful. <laughs> that was my go, America. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love this country, but wow, we got some corruption. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, dude. Uh, and then you look up, you know, yeah. and I, I won't get too far into the, the political side of this. And, you know, I'm not hinting at anything here. I have opinions, but I, I won't hint at it. But basically what I'm getting at is the... Like, like look up Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson Johnson. Just just look their criminal histories. Right, it's crazy. Yeah, dollars in crazy. for criminal activity, falsifying studies. Yeah, like the number one. Like, yeah, it's insanity. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, it's just insane. How many people you know are taking Same. medication to cover up the symptom from a medication to cover? You know, and the list goes on. Oh, it just perpetuates. Yeah, and then all the, I mean. Honestly, the, they, they talk, talk about, about what are the most, you know, top three killers of Americans. The one that's always left out, medical malpractice, right? right? That one's right. always left out. And Intentionally. That's number one. Right. I mean, that's crazy. How, how many times has, has a drug been recalled just, just in the last year, year, let alone the last month? Like, right. you know, because it was killing people. It's, isn't it something? It's, it's like 60%. Of pharmaceuticals end up getting recalled because mm -hmm. of their their mm -hmm. nasty effects. What was it? We were watching. I mean, you can't sit and watch TV for ten minutes without seeing you know two or three pharmaceutical ads every commercial break. And it, it was funny. I forget what what it was. This was only a couple nights ago, and it was so calm and could cause coma and death. And I'm like, why in the why would because I have a bloated stomach? Yeah. Why would I take something that could cause coma or death? I was just like, this is unbelievable. It is crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. I went on a tangent there, and I totally forgot. What no worries. <laughs> so did I, but it was worth it. So okay, so you know, we go in, we get these adjustments. How what what does maintenance look like with with something you know like chiropractic or preventive maintenance for that? Yeah, and that's honestly where chiropractic shines, as I've kind of hinted at earlier. It, chiropractic does wonders with neck pain, back pain, and system issues. It really does, but where it shines isn't preventative. It really does. Um, if you're coming to a chiropractor for back pain only, it's kind of like robbing the bank and only taking the pennies. So much more to offer. So that, so that honestly depends on the, the provider and manual adjustments, again, which I'm not speaking against by any means. I am all for any chiropractor that adjusts subluxations. Subluxations is the key word. You know, they, another tangent, there, there's, there's kind of a divide in the profession. There has been for 100 years. Those that are mechanistic and those that are vitalistic. Basically, if you have a chiropractor that adjusts subluxations, you're you're in the right place but maintenance care many adjustments it's usually less often in our office i recommend once a week we have people on every other week um and don't get me you know some people might god like what once a week for like are you kidding me but it, in our office it's not like you're there for an hour i mean how long do you spend there if i want to 10 minutes yeah right generally speaking you're in and out i'm gonna say five six minutes and that's not because i'm rushing you trying to get no. somebody else in but it's because i i have a incredibly efficient technique and when i say i i mean just torque release technique a lot of characters share that i'm gonna give myself credit when credit oh no it yeah i'll give you guys credit the whole <laughs> the, the way the whole office is set up is efficient as all yeah we can adjust, adjust it, it doesn't take more than a few minutes to adjust a subluxation or a sequence of subluxations and that's what you're that's what you're here for and i've had people come in you know, they're like, oh, what? You know, I'm paying whatever, 50, 60 bucks. And I'm only here for eight minutes. Like, that's that's so expensive. The other guy spends an hour with me and it's the same price. Well, yeah, but what, what's your benefit? Like, you, why are you in this office if there was so much benefit in that one? Is how I see it at this point. And honestly, I, my, my response is always the same. And I'm a little black and white, a little harsh sometimes. I, I say what I, I say what I want to. And my response is always the same. And it's, well, if, if you are, how are your results, right? And it's always the same or better. And if that's the case, 
shouldn't I be paid more because I'm getting my job done in, you know, a tenth of the time and you can go out and do the things that you love to do, whether that be spending time with your family, elk hunting or making more money. Right. Like, I mean, shouldn't I be paid more for that? <laughs> like, you know, I do my job better. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm making your day. You're more efficient today because of the limited time that you're here. Efficiency. Yeah. But anyway, in our office, I would spend once a week. We have people on every other week because that fits their schedule. But I don't go ever more than a week without an adjustment. You know, my wife and I do a lot of traveling. We love going abroad. And man, I get held up in customs every single time because I bring that integrator with me. They're like, what kind of gun is this? <laughs> <laughs> got to explain it, and it you know, sometimes takes two minutes, sometimes takes an hour. But I will not leave the country without my integrator. I'm not going to not get adjusted because I want my body functioning at 100% all of my life, every day. And that includes hunting. My hunting buddy is a chiropractor up in Steamboat. And, man, we adjust each other on a log in the woods. Like, I'm not going to spend a week up in the woods getting adjusted. Thank you. That's going to be hard, right, for me in September because I'm on the mountain the whole month. And it, 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 almost, it almost becomes addicting, right? It almost becomes addicting. But then, well, here we go. Hit me shit again, right? Because you're getting back into frequency now. <laughs> Honestly, I've had full that, – that's a concern that people have sometimes is – well, hey, once you go to a chiropractor, you always used to go. And that's, that's not the case. It's like, I mean, you should sure go, but it's like you want to, you choose to. Right. It's like going to the gym. We, we've all had that time in our life where we slacked off, kind of stopped going to the gym. And then, you know, six months later, however long it is, we get back into it and we're like, damn, I feel good. Like, yeah. I kind of miss this. You know, it's just, you, you just mentally, physically, emotionally, you just... You just feel better. Yeah. And you don't want to give that back on. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Miss you where we're at. I don't want to hold you too long. Now we kind of my last one was mindset, right? And we we I guess we kind of touched on that a little bit. And I guess I can expand on that a little bit more, right? But just the improvement in how I have been feeling. We talked about like, you know, <laughs> when my back's hurting grumpy. And then just kind of accepting the process. And I don't know how I get folks that are listening to this in Texas up to Trailhead, figure it out or, or get a hold of Trailhead and figure out if Dr. Tom has someone he could recommend that. I mean, it is just, it is just unbelievable. Like you literally feel the improvements across the board, not just in that spot, right? When I think my primary, when I came in was where I hurt my back, moving my safe. That's pretty much gone. Like I was, that had bothered me for shit two years. And it, you know, I went to a chiropractor and he was doing that thing. There was times where I walked out of that office and it was worse. Like I wanted to just pound him. Like, dude, why am I paying for this session? Like I hurt 10 times more than when I walked in. And I, I just haven't, all I've experienced going to trailhead has just been 110% positive in terms of well everything but the healing aspect of it right being in tune with that healing and whatnot anything else you want to drop before we hit the red button again i just want to say thanks for having me on i i love chiropractic i love hunting those are probably the, the two main two main things in my life and to be able to put them together for you guys is super exciting for me so thank you yeah appreciate your time so trailheadchiropractic.com what's the trailhead Cairo. Okay. And then, do you guys have an Instagram? Uh, probably. You're, you're, this is my wife. Ah. <laughs> and then, yeah, so Trillhead Cairo in Glenwood. And then uh, we've got Ethos Chiropractic in Grand Junction. And if you're listening to this and you need a, I'll be happy. I'm hoping my office doesn't get just overflowing with these phone calls. <laughs> but I would be happy to help you guys. I want, I mean, I, I think the world would be a better place if everybody was under chiropractic. Yeah, you guys DM them on social media. Don't call the office. They're pretty busy. <laughs> we don't overwhelm this damn so search it on search it on Instagram or whatnot and go after it. I'm sure Dr. Tom will appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So I just like I said, man, thank you for coming. I just wanted to draw I've seen so much benefit to it that it didn't make sense for me not to talk to you about it and let everybody, you know, get get some insight. If anybody has any questions, email me. Drop a comment, Apple iTunes. Thanks for listening. Thanks. 
So it's been a couple of weeks since Dr. Tom and I recorded that episode, and I was kind of waiting till my 90-day check-in with him. Went in, re-X-rayed. He evaluated the X-rays. We sat down, and I started off with nine subluxations in my neck. I'm down to two, and then that back with multiple. I think the back area, if I remember correctly, is my neck was the biggest thing for me. I believe I'm down to two or three up and down my back. My hip tilt, I was 11, 9, 11, higher on my left iliac crest than my right. And that is now a 292. So still a little bit higher on the left, but pretty much getting to that leveled out point. So appointments decreased. We're going to keep up with the uh, stretching and everything back in the gym. I'm able to lift heavy again. So I can't say enough about uh, what Dr. Tom and his staff over at Trailhead Chiropractic have done for me. And again, if anybody wants to reach out to Trailhead, Dr. Tom, and find someone in your area, if you're not local to the Western Slope of Colorado, please don't hesitate to reach out, go get that fixed. But night and day difference from, you know, my chiropractic experience previously and actually feeling, seeing the correction, and then I'm elevating my game again on and off the mountain. So thanks again for listening, guys. 